Before we start today, we'd like to talk about the fine, upsetting gentleman that sponsored this here podcast, Cheapskate Hockey. Cheapskate Hockey is without a doubt the best in the hockey apparel business, boasting a range of headwear, shirts, sweaters, and jerseys for guys and girls, as well as a bunch of handy add-ons like air fresheners, helmet decals, and for those of you that like to get a little creative, pins and patches. Wow, but Holy Puck listeners are in luck, as you are all privy to a discount code at Cheapskate Hockey. All you need to do is go to their website, cheapskatehockey.com, buy some stuff at your cart, enter Holy Puck, and you'll get a raging 15% off your purchase. Cheapskate Hockey, the game you proudly love, now has clothing you can proudly wear. All right, here we are. It's episode 53 of the Holy Pot Podcast. I am John. With me, as always, is Cam. We're here to talk a little hockey. A lot of shit. Most importantly, Cam, respect that sidebar. Wow, it has been huge. As we're hurtling towards the Stanley Cup playoffs, we see... No, we're hurtling players. towards the Stanley Cup finals because we're already in the playoffs. Oh, that's yeah. right. The playoffs are nearly there. So the Preds locked themselves into the dance, their first dance ever, uh, earlier today with a well, huge that, win. That's not true as well. I'm sure someone from the Predators rosters danced with another person at some stage. Yeah, there's never been in the Stanley Cup finals. Oh, right, you know right. Because I was going to say... I was Mike, talking in metaphors and oh, similes. Because Mike you know. Fisher, he's married to Carrie Underwood. Like, she's a crooner. I'm sure they've danced at some stage as well. Have. Also, he's played in the Cup final before, hasn't he? No, I don't think so. Maybe... No. Lovely that has. Was he on that Sens team when they made it to the finals? I'd have to Google that. Don't know I off the top of my head. He has. You know what, Mike? You know what? Don't Mike Fisher still has a center part in 2017? Yeah. Fuck. Also, so many dudes from the Preds look the same though. Fuck. They all have. There's two. They have two dudes. They have. They, they got. They got. They got Rijo. <laughs> they got Rijo, and then all his other body doubles. Yeah. And then all the dudes from Sweden. <laughs> So, <laughs> all right. Here's a conspiracy and two, theory. Two Finnish goaltenders. Here's a conspiracy theory. The Preds, <laughs> the Preds are very good right now. Everything's firing. Yeah, Laviolette's yeah. looking really good. Yeah, great hair. When they traded for Ryan Johansson, did they secretly possess cloning technology and they've just built more of them? Because here's the thing, right? They look the same. Raijo gets knocked out and we're like, oh my god, the Ducks could take the Preds, and they just carry on their merry way. Yeah, it's like the Terminator. Rijo clones. James Neal. They all look the same. All of them. Is today a good day to remind you that the Caps traded away Philip Forsberg? (laughs) (laughs) No, Cam. (laughs) It fucking never is to me. Hey, hey, listeners, you know how we love you. You should tweet at John and tell him about how good it is that the Capitals traded away Philip Forsberg. What did you get in return again? Martin Erat. Martin Erat! Who's now dead, I think. (laughs) Wow. No, you should be really happy with that. No, I think he's though. playing in, in like uh, the Czech Republic somewhere in a junior B team or something. What's a worse deal? Hear me out. Wow. All right. I'm going to give you options. Worst deal, right? I feel like it's just going to be one or trading Forsberg. No, 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 no. The Capitals <laughs> trading. pile of shit. Capitals or... trading Philip Forsberg for Martin Erat. That's mm-hmm. option one. Or. The manner in oh, no, which... We, we also got, um, the, we got Ladder out of that too. Oh, great. He plays for the Kings now. Who got, or like, does one he? Game. One game. Yeah. Option two, Mad. the B's trade of Tyler Sagan to the Dallas Stars. Yep. Or option three, the Mighty Ducks choosing to keep Russ Tyler on the ice, <laughs> benching Charlie Conway <laughs> yeah. so that Banks could return to the lineup. What was the worst personnel decision? Still Philip Forsberg. No, you know, I, I, I was almost... I was almost on the uh, the Mighty Ducks three one there, but I was like, nah, it still paid off in the end. Still it, paid off. He got that it shot was off, terrible, baby. But he still got it off. That shot off. puck, baby. All right, all right. We've got a lot to cover tonight. Uh, the main piece of, of which is actually we've had a smashing interview with Scott Stevenson of the Sydney Ice Dogs, the AIHL. 
Uh, we had a great time chatting with him. It seems like he had a great time chatting with us, and you guys are going to get to listen to that shortly. John? So, without further ado, we're going to start with uh, some reverse good news, because we figured we've been a little too merry lately. Yeah, well, we're pretty positive, unfortunately. Well, I mean, on this show, we, we talk a lot of... The good news is huge. We, you know what we're really big on? Goalie good news. So over the goalie. Like, you know what? I don't even want to talk about Pecorino killing it. I'm just, we're just not even going to do it. We're not going to acknowledge that it's happened? No. All right. I'm into it. He's from Finland, though, if that helps you. I'm a big fan of the Finns. All right. There's a reverse good news. <laughs> Long-time Vikings anthem singer, Dennis Morgan. Oh, my God. Publicly salty after being replaced throughout the Stanley Cup. Dennis, like, you know what? I would be, Dennis. I'd be super salty if I'd been nailing it all year and got replaced by fucking Kelly Clarkson. No, <laughs> right. Tell me one cool person who's named Dennis. Dennis, no. De- Dennis Weidman, no. Oh, oh. Dennis Rodman, there is. Dennis Rodman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he mates with the dude from North Korea? Yeah, he is. But I think he's trying to talk to him. I was gonna say. Yeah, thanks, Dennis. Dennis you know what? Yeah, Dennis yeah. Morgan, uh, Dennis Morgan, anthem singer, not a bad guy, kind of a douche. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. That's an Australian. I'm very proud that this has unfolded the way it has. With Keith Urban. A.K.A. Keith Urban. Out there and saying, Keith Urban, in a Fred's jersey with his shitty tribal neck tattoo, got out there and yep. belted out an anthem. Man, his hair is stringy. Fuck so stringy. Music City loved it. Yeah. Urban did it for Australia. He did it for Nashville. Fuck you, Dennis. Yeah, he... Uh, unnecessary salt is unnecessary. Although I, I have to go back to it. Like, honestly, though, how cut would you be if you got if you got cut and then and then they're, they're like, oh, Kelly Clarkson's replacing you tonight. Don't worry about it, Dennis. I'd be like, fuck that, man. Nah, you're being short sighted. And I was the Nashville Predators anthem singer, right? Right. Which means for 41 home games a year, I sing the anthem. Yeah. And, and they, they, they go on, and, and I nail it. And they go on this dream run and they make it to the playoffs and they yep. pull me aside. And they say, hey, Cam, look, for the now, playoffs, Dennis, this is a big deal. When did you just hit it out? No, me. They say, Cam, Cam playoffs, oh, Cam. big deal. And they say, look, we're for bringing in Lady Antebellum and Kelly Clarkson and Keith Urban. And do you know what Keith my Urban. response is? I say... I'll take one for the team. No, I say, do I still get into the games? They go, well, yeah, you're part of the organization. I go, so you mean I can come to the game still, and watch the game, crush tins, but not work? <laughs> so and you're and playing they go, the laziness yeah. card. You're playing that I get to go to work and don't have to do anything card. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's not even... Now, Dennis. So you fact check Dennis. You, check the show. So you, you, you page three or four Google Dennis. Yep. So Dennis has a white collar job. Of course he does. Oh, Dennis. So this is, this is, hey, wait. Do you think he actually gets paid? Yeah, he got like a couple hundred bucks a night, I reckon. So they sling him some tickets and maybe, maybe a jersey every, every season. Yeah. Fuck no. Uh, so he's unnecessarily getting shirty. <laughs> and blow it. <laughs> yeah, Keith Bourbon nailed it. You are, Dennis. Dennis you are. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you, Dennis. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's so much nicer than goalies doing nice things. Yeah, and you know what? Think about the Collingwood Football Club, right? I would prefer if not I to. They'd they they probably keep you. Yeah. They, they, they would. Example, no, far from, in fact. <laughs> I don't know. If it was me, I'd still be cut if they were bringing out Kelly Clarkson. I'd be like, come on, man. Can you go? Can you do anything else? Uh, if it was, if, to be honest, it was anyone else. You know what I mean? You know what? That just tells me that you're not natural predators material, and I am. You're a team player, <laughs> you're a team player aka you're you're willing to do anything to crunch tins and eat hot dogs by like right by the ice. If you put both of us in front of GM David Like, no, 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 I, 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 I just don't want to get replaced by Kelly Clarkson. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck off, fuck off back to DC and knocked, continue losing. Yeah, yeah, like you will next year, you sad son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, it's a national predators material. National predators material. You just jump your board because fucking everyone else is. No, I've been on board. we've been on board for quite a while. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um. So um. So obviously we got a huge show tonight. Like, there's so much. You are big, big on the yos. The yos, obviously. Anyway, so Scotty Stevenson joins us later in the show. Um, so make sure you stick around for that. Great um, dude, and potentially our most Australian guest yet, because yes. it had Josh is American, JFK was American, Kelly Carey's uh, Canadian, Andy is from New Zealand, Luke is Australian, but he's a very articulate Australian. Scotty was kind of more on our level. Yeah. He's just, legend. Just, just having a yarn. Just definite. Yarns were definitely had. Mm, definitely had. Great Anyway, today is a great day, Cam. Today is a glorious day. Why, John? Well, you know today's great. Well. We had a lovely day. So, okay. So, earlier this year, we, we, we started to, to Season launch. Pre-season launch show, we started to whittle down through the show because we didn't really have a plan. We just started to, which we, I mean... We rarely do, but we started to whittle down the teams that we disliked. Don't tell them that. They'll realize anyone can do this. Yeah, they'll realize it's been a clever ruse this whole time. <laughs> and we just bought microphones and started yelling at each other. Um, but the, the point is, we started whittling down through that show uh, who, which teams we hated the most. And we got to the conclusion by the end that we'd obviously have to land on the Ducks. So the Ducks were yeah, our number one and hated team. And we'd, yeah. we'd. For many reasons. For many, there's so many reasons to hate the Ducks. And so we spent all year kind of. Rally Carlisle, and we, we kind of just threw in the nice kicker of Ryan Kessler just for lols. And then, yeah, I mean, it's the dick. It's the dick hitting. It's, it's the, the touching. Did you see the orange code? Yeah. You're a fucking loser. No one likes you. I feel like. Oh, yeah. It's like. A single solitary tear falls and lands on the ice, and then the ref just scoops it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone off. <laughs> or he kicks him out for crying. <laughs> Back to the bench, mate. You've had enough. <laughs> out of the out of the dot, Ryan. Yeah, too much. To All know, right, mate. but John John's right. At the start of the year, we did say for numerous reasons we were going to hate on the Anaheim Ducks, yeah, and they've given us so many reasons. This playoff series, in particular, and there's been so many. And today he gave his vindication because not only 
did they lose in a manner that we largely predicted would happen, along with a number of other... And enjoyed. But Nick Ritchie acted like an absolute knob with the way that he boarded Victor Arvidsson. Bieska threw a post-game tantrum. and and I'm so incredibly shocked that Bieska was upset after the game. Rare Mm behaviour. And Corey Perry, his general existence. So look, what (laughs) what we are saying is we would like to think that our negativity contributed to Anaheim not being able to capitalise, uh, capitalise on a Preds team Missing Rijo and Mike Fisher. Our negativity is so strong out there in the hate sphere it that we them. have assisted Nashville in knocking off the Ducks. So That's Holy, true. Holy Puck won. Anaheim zero. Yep, so far, so good. Come at us next year, Ducks. We got yep. you. We got you covered. Also... What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Trade away a defenseman in the expansion draft and get nothing in return? Whoa. What are you going to do? Keep Randy Carlisle? Yep. Yeah, they'll keep Randy. Yeah. Three years, and they're stuck. With, seasons, and they're stuck three? with Perry, and they're stuck with Getz, and oh, they're yeah. stuck with Cass. They're stuck with all the, all all, the, all their top tier contracts are stuck for quite a while, and they've all got no trade clauses. Like, why would they do that? Anyway, mm. it's going to be hilarious. It's, it's really, it's just more fodder for us. But also, if anyone from Nashville, be it a fan or personnel, is listening, send us a message and congratulate us because, like I said, we do genuinely feel like we helped you get this win by hexing the Anaheim Ducks earlier in the year. Yeah, Rijo also had a he had a decent crack as well. Do you know what was really? He's just fun? like you know what? I'm just tired of getting hit in the dick. Do you know what was really enjoyable as well? Um, a, a buddy of mine, Stu, um, was uh, kind of jing me up on Twitter because I was roasting the Ducks, and he said, "Oh, where are the Bruins?" And I'm like, "Well, they're not playing." I didn't even think they would make the playoffs this year. It's widely acknowledged that we've got one of the best farm systems in the league. I don't care. Is a Ducks fan getting really cut? And I, all I responded mm. with, "That's okay. Watch out for the Predators' defense in the next three games." Lo and Whoops. behold, Whoops. guess who kicked your ass all over the rink in the next three games? Predators defense. Rule of thumb, don't mm. argue with me. <clears throat> Rule Do, of thumb, don't argue with the Preds. Don't argue with their defense out They've shooting a, your offense. They they have out shooting a car your offense at the front of the rink in the opposition team's colours, which they give people sledgehammers to beat. Now that, sir, that is a gimmick I'm all about. What about the video we just watched? The hype video about what was it called? Fang it? F- Fangarang. Fangarang. Huge. So it, not only is there a Skrillex reference, which, let's be honest, we're all about. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the widest, um, lamest video I've ever seen. Which you know makes, what it is? It's the mum dancing equivalent of like hockey hype videos. No, nah, it's the drunk uncle of, of, of hype videos. It's the Jimmy It's the Jimmy Fallon doing the um, recap of the history of dancing with Michelle Obama of yeah. hockey hype videos. Yeah. Where they're putting away the groceries. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Good call. But you no, know what? Good call. Yep. I loved the shit out of it. I'd watch it again. You watched it like nine times while we were prepping for the show, you dickhead. Why do you think I sound so excited now? <laughs> to watch it again. I'm surprised <laughs> it's not playing right now. <laughs> who says it's not? Ooh, Ooh. In your pants, maybe. Perhaps. Hey, uh, <laughs> Victor Arvidsson is reportedly entertaining offers to join a number of different US-based cults after Nick Ritchie's boarding hit left him with a bloodied R on his forehead. After much research, we believe the R could stand for one or all of the following things. John, what are those things? Rissoles. Rammstein. Raspberry thick shake. <laughs> I'd like it noted that if there is a cult that actually prioritizes delicious food and drink and German industrial music, we're in. in. I'm so in. We're in. If I can crank a nice thick shake while listening to Rammstein, it's a nice day. All jokes aside, though, go to our Instagram and check out the photos. The way the blood ran out of Victor's forehead formed the most perfect R, which SB Nation, to their credit, cleverly turned into Preds win. Yeah, well... Really good. They've got great Photoshop games. That is, that is great Photoshop game. Yeah. Um, and also, did we mention the Ducks lost? Not yet. Uh-huh. Did you know they lost? Yeah, they lost. Yeah, great. 
<laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> did anyone see the picture of uh, P.K. Subban broing down with Celine Dion? Have you, seen, have you seen the picture of P.K. Subban broing down with everyone at the minute? Yeah, but so with Celine Dion's son in a, in a Hab Subban jersey. Like, but think about this, Montreal Legend. fans. The people love P.K. so much that they're going to road trip to support him in Nashville. And they love him as an individual more than your spot of a team. Yeah, yeah. And to the point that like you traded it away, yet the love is still there. Like, and that says so much about the team. You know what I mean? Like, they have so little faith left. Do you know what would be the ultimate <laughs> Montreal fuck you? If after his playing career is over and he he's obviously a very smart, articulate man, he's a very well-marketed, well-branded he man. Go back and, he, he goes, goes back, back and swings Habs, his right? team around. He goes back to the Habs, right, and he becomes the general manager. <laughs> yeah, and nails it. They win the Stanley Cup <laughs> after he direction. nails it, under his direction. <laughs> and he introduces an award, right? And every year... He says, this is the Mark Bergevin douchebag of the year award. award. And that player gets (laughs) traded away at the deadline. At the deadline every year. Every year. He picks one that either is like, you know what? I feel like he's such a good dude that he's like, like, pick one who like, is mean to another player at one point in time who like eats someone else's lunch. Oh, it wasn't Mark, bro. It was definitely Mark. Yeah, he's like, he's like, fuck you. Who ate my yogurt? You're being traded. He's, <laughs> he's like, fuck you, Ryan Kessler Jr. Jr. You're out. <laughs> Get up. Stop touching me in the dick, goddammit. I'm sick of You're it. Out. Yeah. But I mean, if, if PK I'm went sick of it. if PK went back to the Habs, guided them to a cup as a general manager, built another wing on the children's hospital, and then pub- and then publicly just shat on Mark Bershavan again. By being successful. Fucking amazing. Huge. Amazing. So good. Amazing internet. So good. Do and we do we talk about what I'm prepared to do for PK. We we did not. Well, well, I mean, I don't think we talk about it enough. <laughs> All right. So last year, listeners, as you know, I said if the Penguins win the cup, I'll get a Phil Kessel tattoo. True to my word. We did. And we actually shot a video. And it's a big Phil Kessel tattoo and I did it. It's actually, it's pretty large. It's it's large. If this the, year. If this the, year. If the Predators win the Stanley Cup this year, I will get a smug PK Subban tattoo. So not just PK, PK given a little bit of a wink. Leaning back into the cup, kind of like this, like yeah, like a little bit of, a little of sass again, yeah, a little bit, a little bit of the old like click, maybe even a click with a hand, because maybe a cup. We actually dropped the ball earlier in the year. I was, we were gonna, we were gonna this raise. One hundred percent my fault, by yeah. Way. This is all John's fault. We were gonna raise money for a tortorella tattoo. Yep. And we got sidetracked doing a number of other things, and we never got around to it. And I feel like the moment's kind of passed, so we're not gonna do it. But I feel like we can now divert our attention to if the Preds win, then I will get, to it. I'll get the PK tatty because I think it's a funniest story. And I would like to think we can work into the design both the cup and yep. a diss on the Habs. Yeah, in, oh, easily. Oh my god, I just worked it out. Habs toilet paper. Uh, the cup, the handle on the cup. Yeah. Toilet roll holder. Habs toilet head. paper. Yeah. Huge. Yep. Done. Huge. In. So we'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Let us know if you're down. Yeah, hit us up on the socials. All right. Anyway, uh, so Team Sweden took out the IHF Worlds earlier this week, defeating Canada in the shootout. Um, Nylander um, took out the Swedish. Uh, Do you pronounce it Nylander? It's Nylander. Every, everyone overseas says Nylander, and it really irks me. I'm happy to run with Nylander. I support you. Well, a lot of the Canadian dudes say Nylander. Yeah, all the feeds I listen to say Nylander. I don't know if there's a right or wrong. I just kind of go like, it's, it's so aggressive. It's like, Nylander. I'm like, mm. yeah. It's like when Donald Trump says China instead oh of China. Oh, <laughs> China. I don't want to talk about Donald Trump. He makes me so upset. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you know, here's what. All right, one thing. Here's right. the funniest thing about about um, Trump and being because he's his small penis. Yes, but I actually find his wife the funniest, and here's why. Did you say she slapped his hand away today? <laughs> no, I didn't. He tried to hold, he tried to hold her hand walking from the plane, and she yeah, slapped it away. Yeah, she's super into it. Yeah. But so 
here's the thing, right? She's sitting at the table with all these like ridiculously like intellectual, well-versed people. What can she possibly contribute in those conversations? Well, here's the thing. She could contribute a lot, but we don't know. We don't know what she's capable of because he's muted her. Well, and that's that's uh, that's exactly my point. Mm. And well, sort of, but I don't I don't think that one. She. I would probably, love to hear from her. I'm sure she's probably very smart. But I mean, if we did hear from her, I'm I would be surprised if it was anything of worth. Yeah, like she's become a dickhead by osmosis. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, and that's why I'm, I'm like I've, I'm surprised that because there's always these photos, and I'm I'm very surprised that she's there and in in a, in a situation where she's expected to contribute, and I don't think that she has the capability of doing that, and that's why I'm like, yeah, fuck, it's all right. I agree. I feel, I feel, she, like Michelle Obama, right? Great woman. And then look what we've got now. Mm, it's it's disappointing. It's disappointing. All right, disappointing. what you were saying though, Sweden. Um, everyone's very happy that Sweden won the gold at the double uh, We love Worlds. the Swedes. How happy do you think the Rangers management and coaching staff are after Nylander slash Nylander crash tackled <laughs> King Henry in celebration? Uh, I thought fucking he killed cut. him. Yeah, uh, super nice. Super Apparently, he's fine. Apparently, everyone's okay. And you know, I, I would say that the uh, that the Leafs and Rangers management had words afterwards. Yeah, yeah. But like, it, it, <laughs> AKA, and, stop it. And look, it makes for a good <laughs> gift, so we shouldn't complain. Yeah, oh, it's a great gift. But, you know, everyone's fine. But the Swedes won, and, and that means that, obviously, this year's Olympics is going to be super interesting. Side note, too, Gabriel Landeskog in full gear, skates and all, jumping into the hot tub with a beer to celebrate. Fucking boss hog move. Hey, do you reckon he was aware it was the summer of cans? It's always the summer of cans. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so gets copped a $10,000 fine from the league for allegedly dropping an on-ice homophobic slur. Well... They didn't say homophobic. They said inappropriate. Slur, yeah. But In a, Well, I think the word slur was used. Here's the thing, and here's what we need to take from the language they're using. Everything said on the ice is inappropriate. Yes. So for them to report it and give him a fine, it had to move into a whole other realm of inappropriateness, which we can only assume is of a sexual or racial nature. Yes. Or, per- or extremely personal. So there's there's three there's three kind of levels. I'm disappointed because I expected more from him, and then I stopped and thought about it for a minute, and I remembered that I saw He's a kind photo. He's done this before, though. I saw a photo of him on Instagram getting out of like a two door sports car where the doors fold up, not out. Uh, Only fuckwits drive those cars. Yeah, he's bald too. Though. Like Bond villains. Yeah, drive those cars. Yeah. Um, and Cox. Kind of sad middle aged yeah, like, men drive like those cars. Fat, like white, like dudes and with, dickheads like, drive those cars. Yeah. The only acceptable car where the doors fold are is the DeLorean. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. Everyone. So he the, could buy a DeLorean. He yeah. lives in California. So the more I thought about it, I'm like, should the factory we... The in California, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't fact check that, but should, I'm pretty sure it is. Should we be surprised that Ryan Getzlaff said something inappropriate and stupid? Initially, yeah. Upon but, thinking about it, well, no. Yeah, upon review, survey says, dickhead. Question for you, John. Yep. Given Andrew Shaw said something inappropriate on the ice, he received a one-game suspension... Why didn't Ryan Getzlaff get suspended? Ooh. Why did he only get a fine? Ooh. Could it be because the league was terrified they were going to end up with a Nashville v. Ottawa Cup final and the ratings would be a disaster and they wanted to do everything they could to ensure that a stronger market like Anaheim made it to the finals? Ooh. Didn't work, though. Tinfoil hat theory. It is. Doesn't I mean, mean it's not entertaining slash potentially true. Yeah, well, I mean, we were going to talk extensively earlier about how there appeared to be a... A Canadian bias earlier in the playoffs, to yeah. which we scrapped. 
because obviously there's no Canadian teams left. But still valid in the early rounds. Just a shit move, though, from the league. And and apparently the league's L, um, LGBT partner actually spoke up today and said we're confused as yeah. to why this man wasn't given a suspension when Andrew Shaw yeah, was. Get the, like, like the, actual, get the, the partner of that organization mm. has piped up and well, said, Burrows was we, given we the fear same. the message has lost clarity because of this. Yeah, and well, I mean, Burroughs was, was uh, he, he had some, obviously dropped some personal attacks and said some homophobic things on the ice before. Now, did Burroughs ever say homophobic things or was mm. it just wildly inappropriate and personal? Well, I think... I don't, I don't think he ever went there. He I only think got a fine, though. He never really got suspended yeah. for his comments, whereas Shaw did. I'm, yeah. I'm of the personal belief that a captain of a team should be held to a higher standard than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, so maybe what you're calling for a, a deeper ban, maybe two games. I think, a, I think a game. I, th- game. I think if Andrew Shaw received a one-game game suspension for a... He should have been suspended for fucking game five or six or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, if Andrew Shaw received a one-game suspension for saying something inappropriate... Then he deserves it. Then so does Ryan Getzlaff. So, be, so the league, like, policing themselves consistently is... Or inc- policing themselves inconsistent inconsistently remains inconsistent. Yeah, and this is this is this is about more than hockey. Like it's not like they fucked up an icing call or something like that. Nah. This is something where they, <laughs> they've made a bold statement this year <laughs> they about went off. Yeah. Oh god, everyone's upset. No, no one cares. They've made a bold statement this year about who they are as a league and how they want to contribute to these communities. Yeah, and I feel, I and feel like they, this year they've kind of gone they've, at their they, players a bit more, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and, and they do this and they're like, Oh, you know what? It's only only when it suits us because we don't want it to impact the result. That's not yeah. how this shit works. You're either in or you're out. Yeah, get on board. Yeah, and we've we've spoken a lot about the consistency fact, and I, I think the the not only the Department of Play safety needs to get on board, but also the leagues. Yeah, the league itself needs to like, come on, guys. Come on, guys. I mean, with Batman at the top, what's you know, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Hey, in uh, in local news, Melbourne Ice veteran Tommy Powell notched up his 300 AIHL game at the weekend. Kudos, Kudos to sir. you, sir. Well the done. closest I've come to such an achievement was consuming 300 Dim Sims at Offshore in 1999. Was it 300 or was it closer to 50? It felt like 300. <laughs> I, I, I threw up violently enough that it felt like 300. Yes. Side note, did drink half a bottle of very cheap whiskey in the uh, just prior to entering the Test Eagles pit and then vomited in the pit. Huge. Nailed it. 16-year-old Cam. Legend. <laughs> you know what? Solid callback. Um, so for those of you who had listened to us last week, you'll know that Holy Puck is very much involved in the Ice Hockey Classic this uh, this coming June. Yeah. Um, obviously, we, we caught up with the, the guy who's running it, um, Kerry, uh, who is an absolute legend. Listen to episode 52 if you uh, want to catch up on that chat. Way nicer than you. Way nicer than me. Um, absolute legend. We go through his ins and outs, what what he's about and what he's trying to do with the game, um, bring it out to Australia, obviously. And so this week we have yet another announcement for who's going to be joining us um, on the ice. Yeah, Stanley Cup winner Brandon Bowling is joining Team Hells USA. Yeah. Which is nice. I'm assuming we will have a, a chat teed up with Mr. Bowling at some stage as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, man. So we don't know if it'll be prior to the event or at the event itself, but what we are going to be doing is we're actually going to be doing a number of. Loading that content. So over the course of the weekend in Melbourne, you are going to get absolute McFisted. You can legitimately get 10 to 12 different shows because we're going to interview someone. The website's going to be absolutely exploding. Videos, photos, everything you can think of. 
Oh, yeah, June is going to be the worst. Yeah. Anyway, so he's been announced. St- uh, stay close to us. We're going to be giving you all the announcements as they uh, come out. Um, we're even going to be uh, doing a couple exclusives, so get around us. And we're also going to be giving away some tickets for the events along with some little VIP packages. Wow. Stay tuned to the socials, What a, What a generous bunch of pricks we are. We are indeed. Hey, John. Yes? Remember when you got really salty about the Capitals getting eliminated by the Penguins? Yes. Remember how you called me nine times that day and I refused to pick up until I dealt with it? Yeah. Hey, remember how my minor league team of choice, the Providence Bruins, have now KO'd your Hershey Bears out as well? Yes. It really is raining shit on John Cartledge this year. It is. It really does suck to be me. Do you support anyone that wins shit ever? No. In any sport? No. Because who do you go for in baseball? The Nats? Yep. Shit. Football? Colts? Colts, shit. And what else am I thinking? Basketball paces. Paces, shit. (laughs) <laughs> Got swept in the first round. Yes. And in, 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 uh, local, in local footy, I'm a Cats fan, so all of it not great. Well, there you go. Basically, it's raining shit on me. There you go. Super. Um, and finally, to round things off in a positive manner, uh, well, positive if you're a fan of the Eriotas, the Eriotas <laughs> beat the St. John Sea Dogs 12-5 today in their mem- uh, Memorial Cup tilt. Holy hell. 12 to 5. Holy hell. It was almost like, I mean, the scoreline at the, uh, the Preds Ducks game mental. was pretty rough by the end there. Yeah, true. But um, <laughs> Dylan Dylan Strome actually broke a CHL record. He had four goals and three assists. Jesus, seven and points. Holy hell. Taylor Radish had two goals and four helpers. So, how's that? Those two dudes between them, 13 points. Too much. My God. Crazy, crazy, crazy shit. Well, as we announced earlier in the show, we do have a special guest with us. That's right. Scotty Stevenson of the City Ice Dogs is here with us. Cam, I'm super happy he's here. Scotty, how you doing, man? Good, good, boys. How are you? Oh, you know, it's a it's a lonely, lonely Tuesday evening. A lonely existence here. <laughs> here in my junk room. You know how it is. <laughs> oh, you know, the, the playoff hockey is slowly, you know, game a day now going to, you know, Oh, One every hectic. two days when the final comes, it's sort of like a withdrawal. How bad is work, though, when, when, oh, when hockey <laughs> finishes up and you're used to sneakily having games on your desk all day and people are like, what are you doing? You're like, oh, working. working. It's terrible. Uh, trying to watch game <laughs> seven. No, but I mean, <laughs> I don't think Trying to, yeah, like, buffle when, uh, you know, when the Oilers pot one and <laughs> dummy, in the, dummy in the ducks and then all of a sudden you come in miserable as when you've just been, you know, Kicked out, you know, four days later. Oh, I know all about it. I'm a Caps fan. I fucking hate myself. Still. I, I, I actually shouldn't complain. All my colleagues know that I'm all about it and basically give me my space. Like, if, if they know I'm going for a particular team on that day and they get done, the general consensus is... Don't talk go, to Cam. They go, yeah, stay away from Cam for three to four hours. He's filthy. Yeah. I remember I used to work with you. It was fucking yeah. terrible when the bees lost. Yeah, people just know... Slash, a very nice time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, so and then uh, and then you go to the pub at lunch and then, you know, like Fox hasn't got any of the games on and you're just like ready to write a complaint. Like, yeah. And and uh, am I getting that old now that I write letters to people? No, no there's nothing wrong with a strongly worded letter. We're very pro <laughs> yeah. strongly worded letters here at Holy Park. It's I very important. I write a couple of complaint letters a month on various topics. Yeah, well, when, when I was working with Cam, literally every other week he was writing a letter to our local metro telling them essentially off. Yeah, no, I, um, I can side with the whole pub not playing the hockey thing, though. So a few months back, I took a few guys from work around the corner to a pub for lunch, a pub that advertises themselves as a hockey pub, by the way. 
And I get there and they've got the soccer on and I'm like, oh, hey man, I need you to turn this off and put the hockey on. We've come to watch the game. The bartender was very British and he's like, you know, got, got stuck in. He's like, no, I'm not going to turn the soccer off. We're all watching the soccer. I look around. I'm like, eh, it's an empty Who? pub. No one's watching the soccer. <laughs> put it on. What do you called, mean? Is you're watching the soccer. I called, called my bluff and I said, oh, fuck you. We walked out and spent our money somewhere else. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, well, the Green Street hooligans there, like, seriously. Yeah, sort it out, buddy. God damn it. Soccer. Just, just terrible. What a, what a terrible use of time that is. All right. A terrible use of 90 minutes. So before we get too far derailed, because that's usually how these well, things yeah, end up. Well, yeah, we usually tailspin. You need to tell us what you do in the hockey realm, and most importantly, does pineapple belong on a pizza? Ooh, very important. So the first one, what do I do in a, a hockey realm? In the hockey realm. What do you do? Who what, are you? What are you yeah. about? Wow. Oh, mate. Uh, look, I, I just try not to be a liability defensively, uh, first, first of all. Um, mate, that, that was sort of uh, my, my, my role on the men's national team now, sort of, you know, as the years have gone by now, that's sort of what I try to do at the, the RHL level too. But uh, no, mate, scored a goal uh, last last game, so maybe I'm, maybe I'm a goal scorer again, boys. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> Dare to dream, look, Scotty. Just <laughs> dare to dream. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. Hey, get a couple of string a couple of those together, who knows? But um no, look, you know, for me, um, you know, with where our club kind of uh kind of went to the you know, the the dark days um in two thousand fifteen, you know, kind of uh we don't do half measures at the dogs, so if we're gonna get a wooden spoon we might as well do it with only one win and probably um, you know, set a record for, for the league books. But, you know, like... <laughs> That's I, sick, I, though, you know. Dream big. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dream for possibly the exactly. shittiest, no. shittiest percentage I mean, of my, most gold. My main angel. thing was trying to get our club back to, to you know, um, getting some pride back in the jersey and being competitive and being that team that everyone hates to play against. And I, I think we've been doing a good job of that. So... Um, Look, I probably get a lot more sticking penalties these days, so maybe a little bit more treadmill work, uh, so I don't have to, you know, taxi ride on guys. But, um, <laughs> mate, I, you know, fancy myself pretty good on the penalty kill and playing for the Ice Dogs. That that kind of you get a lot of ice time <laughs> in doing that. Um, so yeah, the realm, you know, from a hockey standpoint, that's sort of try to chip in, try to get a decent hit from time to time, get the boys going and just try and be a, a you know, all-around team guy. And then off the ice, just try and, you know, um, be, be a good ambassador, you know. Like, uh, our, our goal is that, you know, we want to set a, a pinnacle that kids can strive to strive towards so that we don't lose kids out of the sport at, you know, 17, 18, and yep. that they want to play in the National League. And, yep. Um, you know, we have a thing called the Pups Club and, you know, guys that, you know, when I was out coaching at Pee Wees and stuff like that as an ice dog, um, players on our team like Ellis Carini and James Marino and, and stuff like that, they're now, you know, um, skating circles around me um, as 18-year-olds on the same team. So, you know, um, off the ice, try to, you know, grow the sport as much as we can because we all love it. So, that's some, uh, um, that's some Yoda Luke now, Skywalker shit right there. So, hopefully, I've answered that question. Now, the pineapple, <laughs> you need to explore. Can you repeat that question again? Because oh, I didn't fully catch that one. Mate, it's a simple one. Does pineapple have a place on a pizza? People are very passionate about it. Some people don't like it. We love it. We want to yeah, know where We, you however, are. are extremely passionate about it. So, us, us getting on for the rest of this interview really 
tilts on this question. To be perfectly honest, there is a lot. Oh, that, on no, this. that that makes way more sense because I thought, I, like, I first thought you said pineapple on a beach, and I'm like, all right, where's this going? <laughs> um, and my answer was going to be yes because pina colada. Hey. Um, but yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you gotta you, you gotta live you a little. Some... Yeah, live a little. I like that. Live a little, dare to dream. I feel like that's a theme that runs through the show. Yeah. Mainly because we're like oh, functioning idiots. We're, we're here to support you, Scotty. Pineapple on the pizza. Nice. Um, Big fan. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. All right. So you've told us what you're doing now and what you're trying to do to grow the game off the ice. What was your earliest hockey memory? Like, what was your what was your gateway into a, a niche sport that essentially, you know, once upon a time had zero presence in this great barren internet shite land of ours? Internet shite, yeah. Well, I mean, the game's starting to grow, so obviously... <laughs> Yeah, but he's obviously been a part of it for a while, you yeah. see, John. This is pre-internet. Yeah, well, These are the things we want to know. So my, wow. my, uh, my dad used to play, and um, how, how he got into it is his mum used to run the, the canteen um, at Canterbury Ice Rink. So Sick. he was the old rink rat. Uh, oh, huge Ice hockey, back. speed skating, and dare I say, figure skated. Um, oh, dad. But yeah, we, we, <laughs> we grew up watching him play Senior B and, um, you know, because obviously when you have kids, they ruin all sorts of plans of playing in Super League. Yep. Um, so, um, yeah, so we grew up watching him. And then I think the final now in the coffin is we went on a, a family vacation to, to Canada and caught a Canucks game. And, uh, yeah, the, like I was six. And then from then we just basically pestered um, – our parents till they would let us play and uh, try to get some soccer, you know, all the more cost efficient uh, sporting <laughs> avenues. And uh, to be. <laughs> <laughs> took them two years to save up enough money and give us a crack at ice hockey, I guess. So, yeah, I, I started at eight and my youngest brother started at five. So he, be- he was the benefactor of, uh, I guess, all my pesting. There's a, there's AKA trailblazing. Be, yeah, there's always going to be a trailblazing, man. There's always someone that goes over the wall first, you know. Well, that's it, you know. Like, I might be the shortest and have diabetes, but I feel like I'm the better looking out of the three brothers, so. <laughs> Is, you, and so, did you say you've got diabetes? Yeah, type 1. Um, Is it uh, Max Domi? diabetic as well yeah and i read he does a lot of work he visits children's hospitals and whatnot with kids who've basically been told by the you know the school and the pe teacher you can't do this and he's like well, well fuck you look at me i'm red hot get excited kids yeah by the way i score 40 goals and punch dudes all the time exactly i score heaps of goals and i punched out ryan kessler so what's up yeah fuck ryan kessler <laughs> yeah no look I, I keep tabs on on him bobby clark was another one that yep. um was a diabetic and Nick Boynton, who um, was a right shot defenseman, played for the Panthers for a while and stuff like that. Yep. Um, who, when we were coached by Steve McKenna, was was good buddies with him when he played playing the show with him, you know, over the years and stuff like that. So um, Boynton, I think, has had his troubles lately, but don't we all? Um, but yeah. Love seeing what like Max Tommy's doing out there for the kids and stuff like that. So, that's um, yeah, it's, I mean, I was playing junior in Canada. Uh, there was a diabetes project, and one of the kids had sort of had it as well. So I still keep in contact with him today, like twelve years, twelve years later down the track. So um, it's kind of cool what the sport does, um, and a condition on top of that too. I guess uh, you know, such a theme that well. runs through hockey. Like so many Absolutely. dudes who are like 
attached to the hip because they've like had some experience and everyone I, I feel like it just like good dudes just kind of gravitate to it you know except for you obviously because <laughs> I, w- I wish i had nothing to do with you yeah well scotty i mean obviously you pestered your parents so much that every other sport was thrown out the window i guess where did your hockey journey take you obviously you're, you're playing down here in, in obviously our, our most senior league what, and the what, national what, team as well what 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 what, what, what how did you travel here how did you get to this point like yeah, you what, said, you said what's you your journey junior, you said you played junior in canada yeah tell us more about that yeah, um, so I guess, like, growing up, uh, Sydney's had its waves, so there was at one point when the Narrabeen ice rink shut down, there was only three rinks, wasn't a lot of ice, as much ice hockey, and inline hockey was, like, booming in, like, the late say, 90s. a lot of ice in so, Sydney, dude. What's that? I was going to say, I thought there was a lot of ice in Sydney. Heaps of <laughs> ice, actually. <laughs> Definitely a lot of ice. Uh, Sheets of ice are a different... Uh, <laughs> Different story, but yeah, so, rink, you know, like our family was kind of like, you know, you play a couple of grades of inline and, and ice hockey sort of growing up and then you sort of make the national teams and then you kind of want to, well, the state tournaments and stuff, but, you know, I, I really wanted to go over and play junior A. I was probably one of the, me and my brother were probably the biggest geeks on, you know, um, all the junior A leagues, um, you know, who was the, who, you know, who's who in the zoo and stuff like that, who who should I try and try out for and stuff like that. And our Australian under-18 team had a, a, a camp in the Soyuz, uh, British Columbia. Yep. And then that's where we kind of made a contact. And then, you know, so I went to sort of go try out from them. And then I tried out with their junior A, you know, affiliate. And um, I guess the, the one benefit for the Ice Dogs was not as much my hockey playing ability that came out of playing in Canada, but <laughs> just... Uh, you know, having the having the background on all these junior leagues because that's sort of where you end up recu- recruiting your imports from yeah. <laughs> um, at the end so of the you, day. But you basically just got your mates um, to come and play. What's that? So you just got your mates to come over and play. Yeah, actually, we've had a few of our mates um, <laughs> come come and play. Yeah, the boys. Um, but yeah, look, I, I, timing was off. I didn't didn't make the the junior A squad, um, and I saw us were having provincials, so I ended up uh, up north in a, a little town called Dawson Creek. Um, not where they filmed the show, um, but I played junior B out there for two seasons and had a blast. That's disappointing because there was some crazy shit going on at Dawson's Creek. Well, yeah, I mean, Katie Holmes would have been really nice. I would have popped <laughs> off the cake. But... <laughs> and you could have, you could have partied with the Dawson. The that Dawson. Been great. Oh my god, <laughs> Josh Jackson post Mighty Ducks. That wow. Been oh, and if way. we could have mixed that into some Varsity Blues Dawson oh. as well, like that would have been epic. It's all happening. All right, so back to Australian hockey in general, right? Grassroots, kids, like you said, we talked you know, earlier offline, there's more kids coming through. Are you seeing progress at your end? Do you feel like we're growing the game in the right way at a, at a local level and, and with the way that we're ushering in kids from other sports? And, and what else do you think can be done that we are not currently doing? Oh, mate, we probably need a couple of bowls of red wine. I'm pretty passionate on the, on the subject and... Um, could chew anyone's ear off, but I'll, I'll try. Oh, we've got all the time keep, in the world, please. Well, look, we can, <laughs> we can drink. Yeah, yeah. You can talk. Unfortunately, I lack beers. <laughs> we're, we're quite lacking the beers department this week because, you know, your boy didn't go to the bottle shop on the way here. And I rudely didn't bring any. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I really like where we're starting to, to progress. Um, I think, like, um, one of my teammates, Thomas Manko, he's he spent a lot of time really trying to grow the under-9s. Uh, the mites program yeah. um, and a lot of work in sort of 
small area games um, and sort of, you know, I guess one thing we're starting to learn and stuff that overseas is doing is that kids need to touch the puck more and, you know, a small area game, you can actually fit in 50 kids on the one sheet of ice and reduce everyone's costs in, in doing so and trying to make the sport a little bit more um, attractive. So, yeah. you know, when you look at the amount of, like Sydney, for instance, the amount of Adams teams and PVs teams and Mites participation is is really promising um, and, and really strong. Um, and I guess we're always going to have that challenge is how do we utilise the ice time um, as, as best as we can um, to, you know, um, you know, you look at, I, I feel like Australian kids are, are pretty on par around Peewee with the rest of the world, you know, in terms of our top kids that are decently skilled. Um, you know, Nathan Walker got to a point, you know, at, at Peewee's to be really good. Like he was, you know, as a Peewee playing up to midgets and dominating there. He hadn't gone over to check just yet. You know what I mean? So I feel like we've got some really nifty peewees. Where can we bridge the gap that keeps kids at home that they're not they're not, you know, scurrying off to overseas and and paying thousands and thousands of dollars to play in all these programs? Um, and how do we sort of keep that skill back here? And maybe maybe we just get them to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on every other kid's ice time and like, everyone could be good. But <laughs> uh, you know, like Basically, uh, it's it is really promising. Um, you know, I think the participation levels there. Um, I think these kids all want to be really good. The skill levels definitely, you know, picking up. Um, you know, all these kids are just mimicking all the deeks they're seeing on Xbox. Yeah. Um, you know, Sega Mega Drive didn't have that same sort of. You know, nah, back in our day, we just had like the little blocks, and like in '96, they decided they'd let us fight, which was just fucking yeah, unreal. Fuck you guys, we couldn't afford a gaming console in my house, so I didn't have either of them. <laughs> so if you want, if you if you ever come to a game, wonder why I skate straight lines? That's it. That's that was it. Sega Mega Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Solid callback, by the way. Puck handle left right and <laughs> skate straight left right. What, what do you think the um like I, I guess moving forward and John and I have talked about this a little bit and you know the the big kicker for sports here in Australia is that eventually when you get to a point that the AIS starts putting money into you, that's when things start to happen and we saw it happen with basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the nineties when that boom kicked in. I mean, is, is something like, like uh, a Nathan Walker finally getting his capitals call up? Is, is that kind of activity going to be the catalyst for the AIS to go, you know what, maybe we should put some money into iSports? Uh, uh, look, I think Walker, you know, Storm is a big um, a big play there. Um, you know, if, if he does, I think that, that gets gets the sport a little bit more on the map. Um, I think it gets our kids a little bit more motivated. I think it will show them that, they, you know, um, that they can do it. Um, you know, and I think that everyone has their path as well. I mean, I think the biggest lesson the kids need to take is his work ethic. Um, whenever you do practice with him, um, you know, he will go through the rate of failure to get to the success across yeah, everything. So, and he won't cheat on a drill. And so it really has to be up to the player. But look, to not go off on a tangent um, and, and keep to our one bottle of red wine, you know, I think if he, if he Speak does, for yourself. It, it will definitely put the sport <laughs> on the map. Yeah, right on. Um, okay, look, to, t- to take it a little more local again, Sydney. Is Sydney big enough for two AIHL teams or do you feel like that potentially you guys are splitting a, 
a, you know, a potentially bigger crowd um, by, you know, pulling pulling fans to different areas of the city, or does it work? Look, I've, I've there, are, there are arguments for both. Um, you know, if you have one club, you, you've got all the best players possible. Um, you're not competing for sponsors and, and, and potentially fans as well. Um, but I think that Derby and, you know, you look at the A-League um, and, and what, what Derbies do for their product. Um, and you look at our, our, our season opener at Macquarie and that was sold out. So, yeah, it's, um, that's awesome. yes, there's, there's a lot of work to do at our home games when we're not playing each other. Um, and, you know, but when we do play each other, the, the place is, you know, jam-packed and sold out and yeah, a really unreal. good atmosphere to be a part of. So I think, um, you know, I, I'm all for two two teams. Uh, look, I've seen it on and off the ice. It actually, we push each other on and off the ice. Yeah. Um, so if the Bears sort of do a promotion, uh, I know our marketing team's pretty pretty eager to, to top it. And I think that's only a good thing for the sport. Definitely. And I think when Sydney get, finds its way to get on the map, then I think our league can really be, um, will take a next step. You know, we all know Melbourne, you know, sells out most of their games and they're, they're solid down there. Yeah. But until Sydney gets to that level, I don't think the National League's really going to... Attract you know, the, speaking, the, the, the attention. Yeah, I, needs, yeah. I think... It's, it's no knock on Melbourne, but Sydney's an important market in any national league to get right. Yep. And it's probably the toughest and most competitive one. So, um, Considering a lot of fans don't traditionally go to live well, sport. Sydney's hard for selling tickets for anything because the city's actually divided into boroughs. Like People from the northern suburbs don't want to travel outside the northern suburbs. Yeah, it's too hard. And that applies to the other areas. So when you're trying to convince people to go to the different spots, it can be a hard sell. So I get yeah. Well, I mean, logistically, Melbourne's quite an easy, yeah, easy town. So I mean, that's why the the two team, uh, I guess, setup has is really really took off in Melbourne, and the crosstown rivalry, I guess, is a real thing. So I mean, how does how's that starting to work in Sydney? Like, is there a legit beef between Ooh. the Bears, or uh, look, is it just man, kind of just got... like tongue in cheek? Yeah, a bit, bit, bit of fun. A bit of fun between yeah. the boys, or is it actually like is there some is there some legs to the beef? No, oh, there's definitely legs to the beef. <laughs> uh, look, one thing I will say. I think every game for the Ice Dogs in this league is a rivalry. Um, not very well liked. So, Why not um, well It's probably the elbows, I would say. Look, I think it was the span of from 2002 to 2005 and some of the antics that went on there that we've still got a bit of that reputation. Um, it was funny. We got pushed around in 2009, so we got a guy that was sort of could handle himself. And next thing you know, 2010, we found ourselves probably the most penalty minutes any team's had in, in history to sort of gain back a little bit of that that protection. But, look, we're, we're, we're a tough team. Um, there's no doubts about that. Um, we are working on how we um, – we're, we're trying not to – we're trying to stay out of the box, you know what I mean? Um, still play tough, but, you know, can't be penalty killing all game as well. So Unless, um, unless you're on the ice, because I, I hear from numerous sources that you're a red-hot penalty killer. <laughs> Massive, like, uh, mate, forged, forged out a career in the NHL's penalty killer. Uh, <laughs> nah. <laughs> hey, well, here's, a, here's a question then, because we've got a lot of international listeners, like like 12 times the amount of Australians. So fucking come on, Australia. Um, You're bored. If you had to compare yourselves to an, an NHL team, what's the comparison? Yeah, as far as playing style goes and attitude. Ooh, Ooh that that is a, a good one. Um, well, I mean, look, I've been known to come up with some 
want to do my time? Every so often. Every so That's often. a good one. I, I, I'm going to give you one answer and keep mulling it over. And if I have a replacement by the end of the, the program, is that okay? Yeah. I, I like it. It's, you know, it gives, gives us something, but he's not afraid to hop on the fence. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, Maybe. It's like a, it's like mate, a six and a half out of ten. <laughs> mate. <laughs> mate, my job's just to get it over the blue line, mate. What happens after that? <laughs> um, no, mate, yeah. I, I'm going to say Boston Bruins. Um, yeah. You know, I've, we're, we're a tough brand of hockey and, um, you know, uh, kind of love us or hate us sort of thing. Um, so that's that's going to be my first answer. That's the spirit. See how I go by the end of the show. But, no, look, the Bears, there's definitely a massive rivalry there with, with us and those guys. Um, you know, there's been a bit, a bit of, you know, player pinching as well over the years and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's last year was was very heated and heavy, and I think this year's going to be no different. So, especially whilst it's a bit of a turf war, um, you know, over sort of who resides over Macquarie Ice Ring. So, love it. No, look, it's definitely exciting. Well, look, we, we've got something to contribute to the beef, actually. Ah, so, yeah. <laughs> allow me to tell you a story. So, when we started this year podcast. We were like, you know what we want to do? We want to help grow the game locally because we've got Let's big, we've got Let's big talk. mouths, and we plan on using them. And we're we're gonna, we're gonna we do, do our thing. We're gonna reach out to all the teams, and we're like, we want to talk to your players and your yeah, personnel, and how can we help you market? Because not all the teams have particularly strong social media presences, and yeah, they, they like, all, luckily they, we do. What can we do to help? Let, they, let's throw our hat in the ring and do something. And most of them fresh aired us, but one of them in particular, the Sydney Bears, actually said, "quote We're not right for their brand." And wouldn't talk to us. Yeah, so we unequivocally said, "Fuck, fuck you." you. <laughs> so does that make the does that, does that make the Ice Dogs the bad boys of Sydney hockey? Because you're willing to talk to us. <laughs> yeah, because you're willing to give us time. Oh uh, well, you're, you're in luck, guys, because we're still figuring out our brand. So you yay, know, like, maybe. <laughs> because you're confused, nah, we're in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, look, I, I, mate, I, I listened. I listen to you know. Um, mate, a few a few of the apps this year, um, and I was just sitting there going, you know, this guy's are hilarious, and the passion for hockey's massive, and uh, I didn't want to let a few f bombs, um, you know, <laughs> phase us. I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about growing the sport and the passion, and you know, everyone's got for the sport, and yeah, so mate, I'm I'm pumped and stoked to be here. Well, thank you, sir. Oh well, you know what. Love the compliment and yeah. appreciate the gusto. Where, where, where would you, for, where would you for a compliment? For program or? Sorry? Is that too diplomatic? <laughs> Is that nah, too no. polite? And, and, uh, no, nah, spot know. on. Good on you. <laughs> no, all our, all our guests have been remarkably polite. It's just us that are cretins. Yeah, but, we're, um, we're kind of the shitbags. It's fine. Yeah. No, no, and like jokes aside, we are legitimately stoked because at the end of the day, and we've you know we've had this discussion with a number of other guests, we, we do this for no other reason than we're trying to spread the good word and we do have a, a far greater number of international listeners and Australian listeners, and I'm hoping that some of them, you know, in the NHL's downtime and whatnot, go, you know what? Some hockey's better than no hockey. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit the AIHL live stream and start to watch some games down there. And, or you know, even if they're out on vacation, they come over and go, oh, let's check out a game. Oh, a right little, little vacay, you say. A little vacay. Yeah. yeah just oh, well, maybe then, uh, to the all those house. international listeners out there, icedogsshop.com.au. <laughs> yes! Uh, grab your tickets, get to a game. It's just a short two grand flight from Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Nice. It's a long fucking flight from Vancouver All too, right. by the so way. So here's a couple of personal questions for you. So what is your NHL team of choice and why? I'm assuming it's the Canucks because you went there when you were six. So uh, there's no straight answer for me tonight. Uh, I currently go for the Edmonton Oilers. It was before McDavid, I promise you that. Uh, It started out as Vancouver um, and then played a couple of inline tournaments in Kitchener. So I kind of went for the Leafs and then obviously played junior in uh, British Columbia and went back to the Canucks. And then, you know, after that, I just was a fan of the game. You know, anyone who sort of, you know, don't like seeing empty seats by no means. So sort of, you know, one of the teams that were struggling to do well. And then I, I got my buddies into it and they were like, oh, you know, we're trying to pick a team. Who should we pick? And it was around 2011. I think Stevie Y just became the Lightning GM. And I was yeah. like, oh, you know, I like what he's doing there. Lightning are good. Florida's done a bunch of moves. Maybe, you know, jump on there. Yep. They come back to me in a week and they're like, we're going for the Oilers. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> and they're like, well, they're going to get all the, you know, they, they're getting a first draft pick and, you know, we don't want to jump on any bandwagon. So they, they didn't. And then, uh, they're getting, they're getting Jordan Ebele. He's a game changer. Yeah, he's a generational talent. They're drafting Jordan Ebele. He'll save the free. Oh, no, hang on. We've got nope. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Nope. Oh, hang on. We're yeah. going to trade Taylor Hall. Yep. yep. It's all happening. So I found my, my lunch breaks when we catch up for beers, just talking about oilers and how we fix all their problems. Yeah, and then one one day I accidentally said we, and they're like, Scotty, admit you're an Oilers fan now. So I was like, all right, no worries. Yeah, fair and enough. I timed it perfectly. About one year later, we land McDavid, and then here we go. Yeah, so, no, I think that's fair. <laughs> do you re- do you reckon they'll win a cup within three years? Um, I, look, I reckon there's a good chance, definitely. Um. I, you know, you got a good GM, got hot goaltending. You got whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> good GM. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. let's pump the brakes for a little bit. I got, <laughs> as a Boston Bruins fan, I've got major beef with this statement. You don't say, Peter Chiarelli. Please, he's not a good GM. He got lucky. He got <laughs> Connor McDavid. <laughs> you got Connor McJesus. <laughs> like you don't. Like, he- like, you could drop me into the Oilers front office, right? And they go, Cam, what are you going to do to turn the franchise around? I'll be like, nothing. I'm, I'm going to draft Connor McDavid. They go, woohoo! Okay, fine. You're next. Uh, well, you know what? It's uh, once the ring's on your finger. Um, yeah, true. If, uh, you know, if you get to another one, it can't be all fluke, right? Well, can I tell you this, right? And Because I've actually written, I'm, I'm going to publish an article about this because here's how much this upsets me. Um, if he truly is a good GM, we won't know today. We're going to know in two years, and here's why. So he paid, what are you guys paying Luch? It's six mil a year for seven years, right? So $42 million deal, and I think we can all agree, probably wasn't worth the money <laughs> this year because you got you got Luch Light in Maroon for about a tenth of the cost, right? Longevity's not his game plan, though, boys. It's just get the cuff and get out and leave it, leave the mess behind. And I, I totally agree, Love but he, here's where my concern is. So this year... Or in the next in the next little run of off seasoning, he has to sign McDavid and Dreisaitl. Now McDavid's agents already come out and said that he wants a five year deal, not the big long term one now, because by signing a five year, and now it leaves him wiggle room to sign the next ten year deal on the next bridging one. And he said they're looking in the twelve to fourteen million dollar range. If you Ooh. sign McDavid for ten to fourteen mil, realistically. You've got to sign Dracidal for around eight to twelve million dollars. Mm-hmm. If you're pumping all your money into those two guys, Chiarelli can't afford to be throwing stacks of cash at all these role players 
Then where does the team go from there? Ooh, so he's actually going to do some GMing. So he's going to have to do some actual GMing because it's all going to well so to pay. Work. Work. Yeah, yeah, so it's all going to well to pay Luchovers and to like, oh, look, we tried to trade Eberle in his $6 million cap hit, but we failed. No excuses, though. Next you year, have to get rid of him. you've got to get rid of Eberle. Yeah. Realistically, if they don't get production Lou out of Luch, Vegas. you've got to get rid of Luch. Mm. And maybe the Nuge, it's time to go. We like the Nuge, <laughs> though. Oh, I think there's a, yeah, there's definitely a couple of six millers that got to get off the books there. So yeah, there's a, you guys have uh, a few, you got a few in that that I, off I upper do, echelon of, of yeah. five and a half mil plus. I do have faith in your defense though because I think mm. they showed they were a very under the radar defense and they did quite well this year. Like I think Darnell Nurse was great. Darnell Nurse needs needs a little more work, but I think he'll be good. Chris Russell was good. Larson was good. You guys have got to get a backup for Cam Talbot, though. You're going to mm. run that dude into the ground. Yeah, in two years, you'll be like... I think he started you'll 70, literally be dying. 70 games this regular season. That's ridiculous. I'm tired. Yeah, you know, maybe Demian Ketlow. Uh, he's been doing good for the Ice Dogs. Uh, <laughs> 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 Huge. Nailed it. Uh, love, love the sorry, delivery. Boys, I, had to get a, I had to get a plug in. No, no was, that was unreal. You, I feel like your timing was just... Impeccable. Oh. So good. So now we know your your Oilers aligned. Who do you hate? Who is the one that the who is the team in the NHL that you when you're watching you're like fuck? I hope someone just like breaks their leg. Or something. Yeah, like like a rational pure. New Jersey hate. Devils growing up was that team. Yeah. Yes. We we know so many Devils fans. So yeah. That's incredible. I, John, John's like seriously. I reckon there's more Devils fans in our friendship circle than there is in New Jersey. It's ridiculous. Probably, actually, most of them are like uh, Rangers fans. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's true. Uh, what what was it about the Devils that, gr- that uh, grinded your gears? Oh, look, I, they they always kept winning, and probably Scott Stevens just kept maiming people. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So many people hate Scott Stevens, though. So many people. Well, I kind of like him yeah. because he runs. Oh, they so just many they moves. played the villain well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that could be the the Ice Dogs liking one here, but uh, yeah. Anyway, you need a Scotty Stevens. Well, breaking it down individually, then who's your single most hated player in the NHL at the moment? Like right now, who, oh, who really fucks you off? That's a that's a tough one. Yeah, I know there's so there's so many unlikable people. Well, I'll, I'll lead off. I can give you mine. I fucking hate Nazem Kadri. Like top <laughs> top draw. Number one player that I've hated forever. Love him. I started to warm up a little Love bit. Him. And even, then he injured Ovi in the playoffs, and I'm fucking back on him. I've even, Fuck him. I've even got his card. I've got, like, his I upper deck card. And I feel like <laughs> you should, you're going to buy a Leafs jersey with Kadri on the back and wear it every every week to the podcast just to fuck me off. Yeah. I like him just to you. <laughs> I'm, uh, look, I'd probably have to say Burroughs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be Good call. Best. Is it because of the way he chirps? Uh, it's just a... Uh, like I can see how Marchand adds a lot of value to his, to your team. Mm. I just don't. That, you know, you can be a pest but add value. Or just Burrows is just a pest. I think so. Um, probably like, a good guy, but anyway, that that that'll be my nah, nah. Uh, I, I, I don't. Bad. I don't think you need to add that caveat. He he teased Jordan Tutu about his brother killing himself. Yeah, pretty not cool. That's horrible. And he's done oh, other well, other questionable yeah, things. Yeah, he's a on bad guy. That's, that's him. Yeah, he's a bad man. I reckon if I that's had my selection, I, I always go back and forth on this because, like, it used to be Matt Cook. Yeah. Especially after the Mark Savard incident. Oh yeah. Um, as as a Bruins fan, that really irked me. Matt Cook's not in the. He's not like you know. I think he's technically on the Yotes roster, isn't he? But he's not like. He's whatever. not even playing the minors right now. I don't yeah. Think. So I think if I legitimately oh. actually had to put someone out there, it's not a player. It's Randy Carlyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sucked. 
All right, so uh, the Preds got through the Western Conference today. Pens and Sens should be determined tomorrow, we think. Yep, we've got a game six. So who's, who gonna, is, who's, who's winning the cup? Ooh. So you've got three choices, which is rare for an interview. Rare. Who's winning the cup? Uh, look, jeez, oh, do, do you want just a straight answer? Yeah. Whatever you want. All man. right. This is your journey. All right. I'll, I'll say I'll say Preds because I've I've got a thirty three percent chance of nailing that one. So there you go. Nice. Yeah, we're all about the Preds as well because I called it like six months ago, and if that actually comes to fruition, we look way more clued in than we are. True story. Was, oh. We called it in like very late December. Yeah. Like very very <laughs> late December. So twenty sixteen on the books, and we we Ooh. called it then. PK just rubbing it into the Habs. Oh, glorious. Overly over. I, I feel like it should be almost a new meme. Overly overjoyed. Be PK. A long summer in Montreal. If that's <laughs> Man, I for one couldn't be happier about it. Um, who's winning the Norris Trophy this year? Burns or Captain Carl? Ooh, give it to Carl. Yeah. yeah. The postseason, the postseason effort. Yeah, recency bias will get it for him. Always, um, John, and he's Canadian. John Tortorella, for or against his bullish style of not just coaching, generally existing. <laughs> uh, slowly reinventing himself, I would say. Yeah. This year, so uh, not bad. Uh, I, I'd take a little foot off the gas and see what next year provides. I feel like he got a publicist this year. Yeah, I reckon he, <laughs> he, got, he got a PA, and every time he gets really angry, you know who he got. He got Lloyd from Entourage. No, no, no. He, he got George W. Bush's old publicist. You know, like, you know, every so often you know that they just like, yeah. they take him to the side and they'd have a chat and be like, now, George, <laughs> get this one right. And, you know, and so like, John, 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 please chill out. Chill out. Don't yell at a reporter this time. Don't try and punch and Brian so McGratton yes, in the Flames dressing room again. Yeah. Well, I mean, can you imagine if McGratton actually gone at him? No, you know what? I reckon, to, I reckon Torts could take him. Yeah. Dickhead. Pure. <laughs> Alright, and we're gonna wrap we're gonna finish up with some controversial off off ice questions if you are ready. Yeah, so some, 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 some quick hits. Rank the three Mighty Ducks films in order of best to worst. Best to worst are pretty much the order that they go in. <laughs> well John is number one. Uh two two would be second worst, third and, and so on and so forth. John's gonna argue with I, you on this because I say John passionately believes that Mighty Ducks two is an absolute piece of shit. It's a stinker. We're, so this is here's my argument, right? Take away the glitz and glamour of it when you were a kid, right? Watch it as an adult now. If you watch number two and I know you agree with me, so don't try and stick me in a cam. When you watch it as an adult, you're like, actually number two's a fucking pile of shit. It actually is. It makes no sense. The storyline, and all of a sudden, they're playing in the final. Continu- like, continuity issue for me. Here's the one <laughs> kill me. Was on a date with the Icelandic tutor. Banger, by the way. And then never spoke to her. Never spoke to her again. <laughs> like, where did that? Where did that storyline go? Storyline went like, nowhere. Added, like added no value. Deleted scenes. Deleted scenes. No, you, if MSN was around then, like that, that that relationship could be still blossoming today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah maybe, true. maybe a cheeky nudge. All right, question two. Has Slapshot held up, or does watching it now make you cringe at some of the less-than-PC content, considering how far we've all come as an informed and aware people? Uh, no, I definitely still love Slapshot. Um, uh, yeah, no, one of, my, one of my faves, so... There we go. All right, question three. Is Youngblood actually a better film than Slapshot? Oh, right. So, Youngblood was more of a favourite for me than Slapshot. Yeah, buddy. Um, yes. Better hockey context with 
Um, I mean, you get the best of both worlds of a movie with both movies, right? You get the Junior A insight yep. to Young Blood, and I, I grew up loving. I think I have a affection for brunette women because of uh, <laughs> you know the the coach's daughter. I thought you were going to um, talk. I thought you were going to talk about Miss McGill for Miss a minute. Miss McGill, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> might have some other complexes there too. But yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> look, uh, we'll uh, we'll love, talk love we'll talk about those ones offline, everybody. Tune out now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I uh, kid, of course, but no, I love, love Youngblood. Definitely, uh, yeah, Youngblood. The, the final question is, is is riddled with controversy, though. It is riddled with controversy. Yeah. Fourth and final question: Is Miracle better than the Mighty Ducks? Yes. No, you, you can't top, top Mighty Ducks Ooh. because of Disney what ending? it means for those international listeners. We had a boom in ice hockey in our country. Um, because of the Mighty Ducks. Of, yeah. yeah. Because in of the, the early Mighty 90s, Ducks. it went crazy. And look. Massive. Look, you're not so wrong. Miracle didn't have that same impact. But now is Great an, movie. Don't now is an adult, though. <laughs> now is an adult. Great all the, film. All the feels. All the feelings. Oh, it's almost too many. What it's, about, almost like, it's almost better off stopping it three quarters of the way through. So no, you, you know what the best one is? When they're standing out the front of the bus talking about not wanting the new oh, kid stop. that he's bought in. He goes, stop. we're a family. You're like, fuck it, eh? Write it out, boys. <laughs> Terrible. Nah, lo- love, love Miracle too, but oh. uh, yeah, I'll stick to the Mighty Ducks on that one. That's all right. Look, all this has taught us is that we're all individuals. You know, it's fine. It's all right. Yeah, a dream. <laughs> it's Scotty's journey. It's John's journey. It's my journey. We can all do our own thing. It's fine. Cam, you're an actual fuckhead. <laughs> no worries. All right, look, that's all. Uh, that's all we've got, man. If you got anything else you want to throw in there before we finish up. Oh me? No, look, boys. Thanks, thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, it's it's been a blast to, to finally come on to the to the podcast and uh, smashing. Yeah, hopefully, uh, mate, we get you boys uh, providing some color to the Ice Dogs games as well. So yeah, you know what? We're actually a hundred percent keen to do that. So we'll follow this up when we're done with this interview. Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna end up commentating one of your games for sure. This will be hilarious. I've, love it. I, I, love I, it. I, I plan on my commentary style right. being something Someone like Someone get out ball. the sensor beep in advance right now. No, yeah. no, no. no I th- we'll, we'll PC it up. I think we can do oh. it without swearing. Like if, we can if, PG-13. Yeah, I reckon if we spend a solid five to seven days not, not swearing, swearing yeah. we can do it. Yeah. It'd be pretty easy. <laughs> love it. Yeah, right, well, mate. thank you so much for joining us. So, um, Scott Stevenson of the um, Sydney Ice Dogs has been joining us this evening. For those of you playing along at home, we are so proud to have him join the show and talk shit with us for a good 40-odd minutes. Scotty, thanks so much for your time, man. You say proud, I feel bad for ruining his Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, boys. Uh, thanks for having me again, and I'll uh, chat to you soon. See you, mate. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Bye. So, now that we've got our quick and not-so-shit hits out of the way, shall we dissect what is left of the playoffs? We shall. And luckily for those of you who are playing along at home, there's not much left. Um, we, we've, uh, we, we, we've, we've sorted out the Western Conference. The Preds have uh, nailed themselves in a, uh, a little, little uh, Western Conference final. 4-2! Advance. so well. The quack attack is done. Oh, I know. And they had a couple of empty netters today and uh, the, the Ducks were all super, super salty. And now we've, we've basically just got to sort out the East and obviously Game 6 kicks off tomorrow um, well, look, I, it's, it's going to be a very interesting game I'm definitely going to I'm definitely tuning in I'd, I'd like to raise a few points about the Preds Duck series too because so many so much salt right oh my god now, John so, I mean we, we've discussed this offline already a lot so 
Apart from Kevin BX's tantrum at the end of the game. <laughs> Which was fucking top draw, by the fucking way. Fucking <laughs> grow up, Kevin. He is he's always salty. No matter every time he loses, he gets cut. Oh my god. How he- many sticks do you reckon he breaks at the end of the game? Like throughout the year. You know in Home Alone One, when at the start after he's trashed the kitchen and they send him to bed in the um uh, what do you call it? The attic, right? Yeah, yeah. And she goes, say goodnight, Kevin. And he goes, goodnight, Kevin. That's the level of belligerence <laughs> I see from Kevin Bieska. He's, he's like he's like mimicking Randy. Goodnight, Paris! <laughs> no, so like Randy Carlo goes, all right, Kevin, get out there. You're on the PK. He goes, eh, Kevin, get out there. You're on the PK. Like, <laughs> I fucking had it with his team. It sucks. He really has shown himself to be a petulant little shit. Yeah, well, for years too. Like, why does he still keep getting a gig? Surely, he, is his contract up this year? Nah, he gets paid heaps of money and he's got a no movement clause. Well, <laughs> classic Anaheim. No, what? It, what <laughs> classic. What, what I wanted to talk about though, and this is gonna yes. this is gonna blow your balls off. Randy Carwile, like a man apparently of sound mind and body. Well, not body, sound mind. But you mean a functioning human being. <laughs> a functioning being. human being said. Yeah, like to, to take I, the credit away. Like, yes, he can like walk, breathe, he, he talk. He can exist, do, yeah. He has his, most of his facilities in place. I'm going to paraphrase here. He said that the schedule's not fair. Nashville had more time to rest. And as correctly as was correctly pointed out by Greg Wyshynski of the Yahoo Puck Daddy very blog. Rarely wrong, by the very way. rarely wrong. There's a reason the Predators had more rest. And, John, this is crazy. The Predators beat the St. Louis Blues in six games, right? Yep. So they, they were a good enough hockey team that they won game six. To close out a series early. To close out a series early. Mm-hmm. The and Anaheim Ducks had a game six, and they lost it 7-1 to Edmonton and needed another game to win. So yep. after the number six, there's the number seven. seven. Yeah, which so, means that your team was not good enough to close yep. it out early. Yeah. And therefore... The rules need to allow for your team being shitter. Correct. So so cool, by, by Randy Carlisle's logic, cool, it's not fair that the Nashville Predators are a better team and won their, their round in six games because we were shit house and needed seven games. Randy Carlisle, at the start of the year, I said, you're a fuckwit and we wouldn't like your team. All you have done today is confirm that you are, in fact, a, a fuckwit. Fuck That's true. There's this... There's, there's, this is like probably the most ridiculous thing for a coach to come out and say like, oh, but, you know, they got more time off. Yo, but your team couldn't beat the team that you were up against yeah. fast enough. Yeah. So like, it's like, it's like the, like everyone's like up on the starting line, hundred meters and like one kid wins and you're like, oh, but that's he not ran fair. Faster. He's faster. Yeah. Cool, man. By, by his logic, <laughs> what, by his logic, what should have happened? The Preds beating the Blues in six games. On the day that the Ducks had to play the Oilers in Game 7 to shut it out, the Preds should have run a marathon so that they were tired. Yes. that That's the level of stupidity that this man is demonstrating. Yeah, or the bus should have just like driven into a brick wall or something. I actually feel sorry on, for Anaheim Ducks fans because as like we've said on this... Sh- that stupid. As we've said on this show a number of times, culture starts at the top. Yeah, and so you've got someone who like honestly can't do math at the top. Yeah, so your leader is... Illiterate. Is, is, is demonstrably an idiot. Yeah. And like play in, like in addition to being stupid. an idiot, he's a giant sook and he's whining and oh. he's acting like a petulant little and brat. And so what do you think that his players see when they're like, you know what? Oh, I d- can act like an absolute fuckwit and get away with it too. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to stomp my feet up and down when things don't go my way. Anaheim, there's a You're reason. A fucking professional. There's a reason that you are breeding this culture of losing them because you're behaving like idiots. Like idiots. So right. Anaheim Ducks fans, we actually feel really sorry for you because those of you that are able to make it down the freeway in time to catch the games in that SoCal traffic oh. seem to be really enthused by what's going on. 
Your hey, coaching Bruce Ducks fans I've met are actually pretty nice. Your coaching personnel are fucking stupid. Yeah, and, and subsequently your leader, your leadership group. Well, I mean, we, we've just spoken about it, so I mean, obviously that's not great. So the Peds, are th- the Preds are through, um, and they'll obviously be I, beating the winner of the the Ottawa Senators and the Pittsburgh Penguins. I want two takeaways from this series from you. I want your favorite moment and a hot take. Go. Ooh, favorite moment is. Anytime something happens that's positive while PK is on the ice. Yep. Because he looks legitimately stoked and in his element and we've not seen a positive and happy PK for yep. many years. And so I'm super, super stoked on that. Yep, I'd agree with that. I like your overwhelming positivity. Yep. And hot take, it's all about defense, baby. And it's mm. just been at the elite defense and everyone's talked about it that the brand of hockey that they play is boring. I don't give a fuck. Their elite defense is killing Not it. at all boring. I love it. Excellent. And yes, they take less shots, but you know what? When they take a shot, they fucking get it in. Also, there was one game where the Predators' defense outshot the Ducks. Correct. And not just the entire team. Not just the Ducks' defense, the entire team. I agree with your hot takes and my favorite moment. It's a simple one. Jared Bowl in the penalty box after fighting Cody McLeod. And there's a Predators fan chirping him and banging yeah, him yeah. in the glass. And they score with the game. Like, oh, you're in the box. And then Corey Perry scores. And you just see Jared Bowl go, fuck off. And point at him and break down laughing. Hilarious. Wasn't that an OT winner as well? Uh, he, I don't know. It was a game winner, I'm pretty sure. Because yeah. he's just like throwing his helmet on and go, fuck off. Yeah, he was just so he was so into it. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, huge. All right. So in the Eastern Conference, as we know, the Pens are up 3-2. Like Correct. you said, game six is tomorrow. A lot of people are saying it's boring. Yeah, maybe, but, you know, I just like hockey. I don't give a shit. I like what the Ottawa Senators have done in the way that they've forced the Pens to, to play hockey. They've frustrated the second line, like... Malkin, you've seen, like you've seen um, Kessel lose it. Like how many? You, how how good is his temper tantrum on the bench? Like fucking, it's not going in. And, I, ha- I and, haven't and seen him. Like, can you stop? Like, I haven't like, seen him that mad since he like rolled through the McDonald's drive through at eleven o'clock, and they told him they're out of Big Macs. Yeah, <laughs> sorry pal, sorry pal, we're out of special sauce. Keep driving. But I, I do feel like the dream is done. The Sens put the Sens. Do you think they're out of puff? The Sens had seven goals put on him yeah. in Game Five. Like, and that's, I think I, I think that's that's pretty rough. And at, at, at the best case scenario, they push it to seven games. If it gets to Game Seven, what's your take on that? Do you think that if the Senators are able to get to Game Seven, which I think will be in Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh, Sidney Crosby's th- not going to allow them to lose to Ottawa. He's He's playing through some shit at the moment, mm-hmm. and come hell or high water, he's going to drag them kicking and screaming through well, the his, Cup Final. Well, his last few goals and like. I think the thing that that really says Sid's in this, and he's he's really he's pushing not only the team but he's he's pushing the whole Penguins organization to wear in. Is that last goal that I saw that you know he's just he's right front and center digging, in front of the goalie just digging. digging captain of the uh, captain of the best team in the playoffs right now just grinding playing, grinding like a fourth liner yeah in top line minutes. Here's the thing: there is no bad outcome for Sidney Crosby now. So you look at this. The Pens get through to the Stanley Cup Finals and they lose, right? Wow. With all those injuries, they made it all that way. And, it's and still in back-to-back back and in the salary cap era, they nearly defended their crown. Yeah, huge. All time. They get through and they win. 
back to back Stanley yeah. Cup era all time. There is, there I is. I think even if they don't make it, and, and look, I know it's easy for us to say there's no downside because losing will sting. But for them to have endured the sheer number of man games that they've lost, absolutely, and get this far, well, Crystal Tang, they, not they, bad. they Matt should Murray be. Matt was out for so long. Matt like, Murray and he's, he's coming cold. Trevor Daly and, just came back. But then other things like you've had dudes like like Rust and Schultz going yep. down, and Shearer Hornquist has out. been injured. Hor- Shearer's been in and out. Hornquist is, is is he back for the next game? I think so. And then, and then, and then, because they, they've been trying to get him back to play on Sid's wing. Yeah, and then Sid's been playing through some shit. Like, you cannot question the caliber and the character of this team. And it's in stark contrast to Anaheim. I would not see Mike Sullivan blaming schedule or tiredness on a loss. He would stand up there and he would cop it on the chin and he'd say, you know what? We Congratulations, yep. Nashville. You're the best team. I'm really proud of my boys because they're playing. Yep. Like they, They've been really, really up against but it and they gave it their all. But he, he would, he, I, I agree. I would say, you know, we didn't get it on the day. Maybe next year. Yep. And Andrew Cogliano came out today in a post-game interview and he said, I'm not going to acknowledge that the better team won because I don't think they're a better team than us. Really? Every fucking metric says otherwise, mate. I, I honestly By the way, Cogliano finished today's game with a minus one. No points, no supplementary stats, and four shots on goal. Big contributor. Cool, Thanks, man. Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Keep it up. Back to the bench, then. Also, <laughs> another juicy stat. Back you go. Ryan Kessler for this series. One assist. Finished today's game at a minus four. And anytime he was on the ice at the same time as Ryan Johansson, uh, the Ducks got absolutely pulverized five on five in shots generated and possession. How many times did he hit someone in the dick? Probably a few. Yep. So How many times did he get called out for it? Probably a few. Probably a few. So, huge, Cogliano, huge, I expect more from you. I, You know, I thought he was cooler than that. You know? The Iron Man. Huh. And look, I understand feelings are hurt when you've just been bundled out of the playoffs. Have some decorum. Have some professionalism. Yeah. Like, you're a fucking... They, these are, You're these a professional are, athlete. These are professionals. I'm not going to acknowledge that they're the better See? team because I'm sad. Whininess starts at the top. Now you've got all... Your, nah, I'm done with it. Well, here's what happened. Done. Randy Carlyle got up and acted like a douchebag. Mm-hmm. And everyone thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's so, enough negativity for today. Back to the Sens, um, the, the Sens and Penn series. I think obviously tomorrow we'll probably we'll see a game six wrap up. Yep. Um, and the, the the Pens will probably close it out probably two two three or two two or something like that. Or twelve one. Yeah. No, I I think they'll they'll probably take it easy. If the Pens progress, do the Predators need seven games to win the cup or six? I think they'll need to go deep. Yeah. If the Sens progress, do the Preds sweep them? Ooh, if see here's here's where I'm st- I'm torn. If if the Sens make it through, and I don't know, I don't think they will. I think they're they're kind of. But if they do, beat. I think that I think they're too. I think they're too beat up. I think Carlson is. Well, Carlson cooked. didn't finish last game exactly. Either. So yeah. I think he's cooked. And I mean, yeah, they're they're a great team, and I think they've they've um, obviously forced the Pens to play um, a very different way. Didn't work out last game. They just got run over and. I, I mean, what looking, what like watching their defense game one and two. It's almost like the Pens went. You know what? We fucking had enough of this. We're putting and it away. We're done. And yeah. I think they'll put it away tomorrow. And and I mean, if if the Sens do push it to game seven, and they go and they go all the way. I think once they get to the pinnacle, they'll just get run over. Calling it, it. be as close to a sweep as you can get. Calling it now, though. Imagine the Sens get through the Preds sweep them. How salty Gary Bettman would be. That a team from Nashville yeah. resulted in a low outside of Tennessee viewership. Yep. And there was only four games and not six or seven. Yep. That and alone a, is a, worth it. And it was against, let's be honest, the least popular Canadian team. Yeah. He would he because I mean it's pretty obvious. He fucking hates 
he hates Ottawa. He hates that they're there. He's so, like he hates that anyone that's not Pittsburgh, Chicago, yeah. or the big Canadian teams or the big isn't, Canadian. isn't yeah. there at the end. Absolutely. And like look, when I, the Leafs were up and about, I understand. I understand it's a business. Your like boy I, Gary was, I totally get it. Yeah. But his long term game needs to understand that the Nashville Predators have suddenly become a very good team. Yeah, this they're, is, they're this now a powerhouse. Good. Get behind it, right? But this can have a positive impact on the Vegas expansion because they've demonstrated they'll be the first expansion team to take the cup. Absolutely. Cause like a like recent expansion team. Because yeah. obviously, you know, the Wild and the BJs and all that, the Preds come through and do it. Also, David Poyle, great story. He's been the GM of the Preds since day one. Mm, an absolute legend. Yep. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm really stoked. I think... Um, Obviously, next week we'll have a lot more to talk about um, mm. as we get into it. Although we had a lot to talk about tonight too. I had yeah. a fun time. Did you? I had a lovely time. Obviously, time. Scotty joined us. It was a great time. Yeah, I, I feel like Scotty's a good dude and we should probably, you know, enjoy some, you know, red wine and beers at some stage. He's the one that bought up the red wine, by the way. Seems to be really into red wine, eh? Yeah. Sydney Ice Dogs. Can party. Can party. Not the Bears, though. Ugh. 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 Bears. Anyway, so um, obviously game six of um, of the, the Pens and Sen series, um, or we, we think it's going to wrap up tomorrow. That's obviously kiss off tomorrow. We're going to be um, back at you next week. We should have a, a few more announcements along the way. Yep. Um, we'll obviously uh, be, I don't know, waxing lyrical about Sid's great hair. Posting regularly, so make sure you stay on top of our socials at Holy Puck Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Going to keep pumping out content on the website, holypuckpodcast.com. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all we've got this week. That is, man. Well, this is episode 53 in the bank. In the bank. <laughs>